The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. apologize if I sneeze at some point during the homily because there's this disease going around the rectory right now. I was away for a week and I came back for two days and then I left for another week. And in that two days, Monsignor Tucker infected me, I'm pretty sure. If only the gospel spread as fast as these diseases, the church would be packed. And as we begin this cycle of ordinary time, we focus on Mark's gospel, and Mark's gospel is really the shortest gospel. And really the most condensed version of the gospel message, of the core gospel message. And it's so short that today on the second Sunday of ordinary time, we start with John's gospel just to fill in. But we begin with the baptism of Jesus, right? Which is the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. And John the Baptist pointing out Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Which is a profound thing for John to say because John's saying this to all of his own followers. He's got all of these people following him. And he's been proclaiming this baptism of repentance and calling people to change their life, calling them to turn away from sin. And today he sort of hands them all off to Jesus. None of the things that he's done is for him, as if to say, like, okay, I don't matter anymore. That's the person you have to follow from now on. Because he's the one that's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I have called you to change your life. He's going to transform your heart. He's going to make you into something new. He's going to make you into something new. 
And that's the message that we all need to receive over and over and over again, that Jesus came into the world to make us into something new. To transform our hearts. Not simply to call us to change our behaviors, but to transform our hearts and to teach us what it means to love the way that God created us to love from the beginning. And everything that he does from this point forward will be a manifestation of who he is, the Son of God. And when we think about our relationship with Jesus or who Jesus is to us, the first thing that should come to mind is that Jesus is the Son of God. And he came into the world to invite us to also be sons and daughters of the same God. And he wants to teach us what that means to be in relationship with the Father. And yet, those words, those vocabulary words, they're often so difficult for us to understand in our own time. To understand, like, what does the vocabulary word son or daughter mean? Because there's the obvious answer that son and daughter mean that you came from two parents. But on a deeper level, there's a relational definition of what it means to be a son or daughter. Being a son or daughter is something different than being a friend. It's something different than being a caretaker of other people. What it really means to be dependent on another person for your existence. or for your safety. And there's a great book written by a Christian pastor and his wife who do a lot of work in addictions recovery. It's called The Seven Desires of Every Human Heart. And they identify these seven desires, and the seven desires are really what it means to be a son or a daughter. And they're desires that all of us have, and they're desires that are very good. And to list them, the first one is to be heard and understood. Right? It's a desire that all of us have, to be heard and understood. Like how, many of, how many of us have ever been talking to our boss, or to a friend, or to a family member, and they start to answer us back, and we're like, no, you don't get me. Like, you're not understanding what I'm saying. To be heard and understood to be chosen, right, to be chosen, not to just be a consequence, like somebody just happened to show up, but to have somebody say to us, I want you to be a part of my life, to be chosen, to be affirmed. And affirmation, it really just means, like, to say, it's good that you exist. It's good that you exist. So many young people in our culture, they feel like they're an accident. Or sometimes they feel like it would, the world would be better off if I didn't exist, or my family would be better off if I didn't exist. 
I remember when I was in high school, I used to have this sort of daydream fantasy, like, if I died tomorrow, who would care? Would anybody show up, and what would they say about me? You know, to be affirmed, it just means to be affirmed in our existence. When the Father says at Jesus' baptism, you are my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. To be blessed. And to have somebody tell us that we are a blessing to them. That they delight in us. The other desires of the heart are to be safe and to know that no matter whatever what happens, these people are going to accept me and love me. To be touched. And to just have somebody reach out and grab our hand once in a while. And to sort of say, you matter to me. You know, these are the categories of what it means to be a child. They're the categories of what it means to be loved by another person. And we see each of them of our Lord. Because he is somebody that is heard and understood, affirmed, blessed, safe, touched, chosen, and included by the Father. And he wants to reveal to us that it is the Father that answers all of those desires in our own hearts. Because the root of sin in each of our lives is usually growing out of a lack in one of those things. It's growing out of a lack in one of those things. When we fall into isolation, when we fall into sins of impurity, when we fall into sins of resentment, it's usually growing out of an experience of being rejected and not included, or feeling like we don't matter, or feeling unchosen, or feeling like a mistake. There's sort of a deprivation in our identity as sons and daughters. And sometimes that grows out of our family experiences. Sometimes it grows out of sins that have been committed against us. But it's always when the evil one enters in and he twists something in us. And he says to us, we don't matter, or we'll never get over this, or if we were really a good person, we wouldn't think these thoughts or do these things. But what our Lord came to reveal to us is that he wants to satisfy all of those desires in our hearts. 
He is the one that will always be there for us. He's the one that will make up the difference in what we've been lacking. If we simply open ourselves to him and allow him into our hearts to transform them. Because when we experience the love of our Lord, and that same Holy Spirit that has descended upon our Lord at his baptism enters into our hearts, it does make us into somebody new. And we start to experience the freedom that comes from belonging to him. And we start to experience the joy that comes from belonging to him. It's only in belonging to him as his sons and daughters and knowing that we are safe with him, that he hears our prayers, that he delights in us, that we can weather the storms that go on in our lives. It's then that we can say, it doesn't matter all of these things that are going on in our culture and all of these things that are going on outside of me because I belong to our Lord. I belong to our Lord. And the fruit of that brings great joy and peace and light into our families, into our parishes, and into our community. And so this year, as we go through Mark's gospel, and we hear this gospel message proclaimed again, it's a time to listen very attentively and to continue to ask our Lord to transform our hearts, to make us into somebody new, so that we have such a sense of belonging to him that we can't help but to spread the gospel message to others. And the more joy we have in our own lives, the faster that gospel message will spread to others. We live in a world that is in great need of that message. We live in a world that is in great need of feeling that we belong to someone. 2,000 years ago, our Lord entered into the world to show us who we belong to. And let us pray for the grace to respond to that invitation and then to extend that invitation to each person we encounter.